0: my guardian angel will intercede for me. I am the salvation of my people. When they call to me in time of trouble, I will listen to their cry. This is the entrance antiphon of one of the Masses of Our Lady, the Virgin Mary, Mother of Reconciliation. And ever since the age of the early Christians, There's been a custom in the church to depict our lady wrapped in a large cloak under which she offers refuge to people from every race and class. They all have in common an expression of profound peace on their faces. Popes and kings, businessmen and farmers, men and women from all walks of life find refuge beneath the protective shelter of her mantle. Often in these pictures, there are a few unfortunates who are shown lying outside the ambit of her protection. At times, these creatures can be seen who have been wounded by some stray arrow or another. A lazy one, for example, might be Observe lounging complacently, complacently, with an arrow lodged in his limp and useless leg. A glutton may be over there, somewhere else reclining indulgently with a plate in his hand and an arrow sticking out of his stomach. In this way, all these works of art are indicating all this that the soul is concerned. Have avoided their predicament by seeking refuge under the patronage of our lady. For she is the refugium peccatorum, the refuge of sinners for all Christians. And so we can always strive to appeal for her loving assistance, especially in moments of temptation. Our pressing difficulties. She's our refuge and our strength. We can also go to her for help as if by instinct, like little children, when there's some danger, when we have not been faithful, as the Lord expects to his invitations to love or to be more generous. In Numen of the Second Vatican Council, <clears throat> it says, Our Lady is the shortest way to Jesus, since she is always ready to facilitate our beginning again, to live our contemplative life with her son, Jesus. When considering the incarnation of the divine word made flesh, the fathers of the church frequently affirm But the virginal womb of Mary is the locus of peace between God and all humanity. Through our most intimate relationship with Christ, Our Lady, Our Lady exercises a unique spiritual motherhood under God for all men and women. Her maternal role consists, above all, in cooperating by her obedience, faith, hope, and burning charity. In the work of the Savior it was to win back supernatural life for souls. Venerable Fulton Sheen likes to say that there is a, a canal called the Pan- Panama Canal that was built maybe a century or so ago to speed up ships traveling from the Atlantic to the Pacific. <clears throat> and in that canal, there's a series of locks. And so little by little, ships traveling on that canal, they pass little by little from the waters of the Atlantic to the waters of the Pacific. And this canal is like a great shortcut because it avoids the ships having to go around the bottom of South America in order to get to the Pacific. It cuts cuts weeks off off their journeys. And it's therefore a great shortcut. He says that when God wanted to become man, when he wanted to go from the unpolluted waters of his divinity to the polluted waters of our humanity, well, he passed through a type of lock. And that was Our Lady. She was the lock through which God passed in order to take on that human nature. And so, we're told in Lumen Gentium, in this way, Mary is the most important link in God's plan to free the world from sin. She devotes herself totally as a handmaid of the Lord to the person and work of her Son, under him and with him, by the grace of Almighty God, serving the mystery of the Redemption. And so she's intimately associated with our Lord's work of atoning for the sins of the world because she perseveres faithfully alongside him as unique co-redemptrix in every moment of the redemption that he toils to achieve during his earthly life. In this moment of this novena, on this seventh day, we could ask Our Lady to help us to atone for all the sins of the world, for all the ways in which our Son is offended, through all the drunkenness and all the lies, all the dishonesty, all the cheating, all the contraception or abortions or homosexuality or euthanasia, all the sins that men may commit that ruin the heart of Christ. Mary, may you be our refuge. May you unite unite all of the little efforts we make, the little sacrifices, to your offering to your son, so that we also may become co-redeemers. John Paul II says her union with him is particularly evident on Calvary, where she offers herself with her son to the Father. Mary, he says, is truly a cooperator with God in the work of reconciliation through her divine motherhood. We can be reminded that every Mass is capable of washing away all the sins of the world. This is the power of every Mass. And so we can think of the atoning value of each Mass united to the sacrifice of Mary. We find refuge in her arms. We find joy and optimism, encouragement. And theologians have often taught that our Lady is present in a special way in the sacrament of confession. One writer says, since the grace of the redemption is most appropriately applied to each one of us in this fountain of divine strength, it's logical that the Blessed Mother would be closely concerned with it. If anyone were to separate the co-redemption of Mary from the sacrament of penance, it would be creating a division between Mary and Christ that never existed and can never be admissible. Christ himself takes up into his own expiation all the atoning cooperation of his mother. That's one reason why each time before we go to confession, we could ask Our Lady that we might make a good confession and make full use of this sacrament and she might guide us to grow in holiness in and through its fruitful and frequent reception. And so Our Lady continues to play a pivotal role in our reception of the sacrament of penance. Her motherly solicitude will help gain for each penitent who seeks her the help necessary to have dispositions of humility, sincerity, and contrition in order to take the greatest possible advantage of so great a gift of divine mercy. We could spend Years contemplating the reality of divine mercy as it comes to us in the sacrament of confession. St. Rosa Maria liked to say that a God who creates is something wonderful, and a God who, who loves is something wonderful. But a God who forgives is something even more wonderful. And so, Our Lady can be our most important ally in the apostolate confession. There may be souls around us at this very moment who are on their way to hell. In the way we're told, there is a hell, echo it for me into the ear of one friend and of another and of another. <clears throat> and so, often, the greatest good we can do for our friends is to talk to them about the sacrament. Or to share with them our own personal experience. If at any time we're ashamed of the particular faults that we may commit, well, we know that Our Lady will be our first line of support. It'll help us to grow in that virtue of sincerity or fortitude or courage. When a child strays from their PlayStation in the backyard somewhere, well, no attentive mother would ever refuse the help that the little one might need to return to the safety of the home. And the friends of God were told, and so it is with our lady and us, the mother of God who sought for her son so anxiously when he was lost through no fault of her own and experienced such great joy in finding him again, Will help us retrace our steps what right, whatever may be necessary. and because of our carelessness and our sins, we have been unable to recognize Christ. With her help, we will know the happiness of holding him in our arms once more and telling him we will never lose him again. And so Holy Mary, Refuge of sinners and our strength. Grant <clears throat> us the grace to seek your help whenever we stray from the love of your Son, even in small ways. Help us to increase the contrition we have for our personal sins and for the sins of others. A lady tells a story of how in the early 60s she wanted to go to confession to Padre Pio. She was an American. She flew to Rome. She landed in Rome early on a Sunday morning. She went to her hotel. She felt tired. She decided she would lie down, take a nap, and catch a late morning mass. In those days before the council, there were no evening masses. And so she lay down and took her nap, and she slept the sleep of the just, and she woke up at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And she had missed mass. She knew she hadn't committed mortal sin because she didn't mean to miss mass and so tomorrow, the following day she went to confession to Padre Pio and she confessed her sins and when she was finished he asked her is that everything she said yes he said are you sure she said yes and he said well what about yesterday when you flew across the Atlantic you landed in Rome at 8 in the morning you went to your hotel you Lay down to take a nap, you slipped the steep of the dust, and you woke up at three o'clock in the afternoon and you missed Mass. He said, I know you didn't commit a mortal sin, because you didn't mean to miss Mass, but your negligence hurt our Lord. This is the realm in which the saints functioned, the realm of negligence. As we grow in this novena, we could ask our lady to grow in our refinement in our accusation of our negligences because in those little negligences where we have failed to be generous or to love God in the way that he wants to be loved or we haven't gone out of our way with the virtue of order or professionalism or honesty or purity or chastity or industriousness where we have hurt our Lord and so we need the help of Our Lady, Refuge of Sinners to get us onto that new plane in our supernatural life. In the Hail Mary, we say, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners. Our Lord desires our spiritual health and our ultimate salvation even more than we ourselves do. And he's all-powerful. He's the author of love itself. He can win back so many souls that might seem to be so far away. In the sight of so splendid a saviour, repentance for our sins is possible at any moment of the day. Jesus proclaims to one and all, including you and me, I have not come to to call the just but sinners. One day I was asked in a theology class, by someone who used to sing the exultate in Latin at his holy Saturday ceremonies in his parish. He said he came across the phrase O Felix Culpa, which means O Happy Fought. <clears throat> it's a phrase of St. Augustine, referring to original sin. And the question he asked me was a very good question. If so much negativity has come from original sin, why does St. Augustine call it a happy thought? And the answer is that it's a happy fault because if Adam had not sinned, Christ would not have come. And if Christ had not come, mankind would not know the extent of God's love for man. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. And so our Lord has called to come, come to call the just. It's not called come to call the just but sinners. Every sinner is important to him. And so during this novena, we can be strengthened and sustained by the support of our lady, who calls each one of us to cast aside all selfish tendencies and pettiness. With our lady to help us. We can avoid those little negligences on a daily basis. We can refrain from passing judgment on others or put aside every disordered attachment to material possessions. We could prepare to celebrate this great feast day of Our Lady by welcoming with open arms our Lord's desire for our increased participation in the life of grace, that we come up onto a higher level. Mary, may our purity of heart be increased more than ever. There's an ancient tradition that tells of our Lord's appearing to Saint Jerome. And it seems that our Lord asked Jerome, What have you to offer me? the saint is said to have replied i can offer you my writings lord christ indicated that this was not sufficient what can i offer you then my life of mortification and penance our lord again responded no that is not enough either jerome finally asked very pointedly well lord what then is left for me to offer you and Christ's immediate answer was, You can offer me your sins, Jerome. Frequently, it's difficult for us to recognize our negligence and our sins and our weaknesses for what they truly are. But with our Lord's help, He continues to look upon us with affection. We can admit our faults, our weaknesses, our omissions, and negligences with courage. And with great sincerity, if need be, Lord, that I may see, help me to see my soul as you see my soul, so that I can improve and be better. And knowing that sin separates us from God and from others, we need to make an effort not to cover up anything, or cushion the account of our personal sins with excuses, because those ways of functioning only serve to impede the fervent contemplative life that our Lord wants us to have in the midst of our daily occupations. He wants us to entrust our sins and their consequences to him so that he may relieve us of them and in exchange for our heartfelt contrition Our Lord offers us the peace and happiness of drinking from the source of eternal life. And so the sacrament of confession can fill us with great peace and great joy, the sacrament of joy. St. Alphonsus Liguri teaches concerning Our Lady that the principal duty that our Lord has entrusted to her is the dispensation of mercy. Because she's the mercy, mother of mercy, she's the refuge of us sinners. St. Alfonso says, Our Lady constantly puts the weight of her privileges behind our attempts to improve our relationship with God. And the call that Jesus addresses to sinners is perhaps as joyful for us as it is startling. The Son of Man came to save what was lost. And so those words can contribute or communicate a great hope to every single soul all over the world. We know that many came to know the Lord through his continual practice of mercy with those around him. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Behold, a glutton and a wine drinker a friend of publicans and sinners. We also see that before the astonished gaze of many, our Lord freed the woman caught in adultery from her humiliating predicament with the simple words, go and do not sin again. And so our Lord continues to deal with each person in the same way today through the Sacrament of Penance. Cardinal Newman recommends that we don't think of God as a severe and harsh taskmaster. One who himself acts out of anger with severity of harshness and is easily offended by others. God is not like that and if we are like that well, we might see God in that light. However We know that our Lord loves each one of us beyond our wildest imaginings. He seeks us out all the more earnestly, the worse our situation may appear. Since God is forever kind and merciful, Our Lady's role is not to soften divine justice, but to prepare our hearts to receive the countless graces our Lord has prepared for us. Another spiritual writer says, Mary provides us with a mild yet powerful impetus towards helping us overcome the difficulties of making a good confession. Furthermore, she invites us to embrace the challenges we face so that we may transform those same difficulties into a means of purification for our own sins and those of others. And so we can make a resolution to invoke Our Lady as we prepare to receive the sacrament. Mary, you are our hope. So look on us with your eyes of compassion. Teach us constantly to approach Jesus when we ever fall. John Paul II says, help us to begin our struggle again without delay through the confession of our faults and sins in the sacrament of penance, so that we may once again return to the strength of his grace, our sure source of peace. Well, we can also think with initiative of how we could make the sacrament available to more and more people in our parish, in our neighborhood, in schools, and particularly to young people. So that young people from an early age can <coughs> yet used to opening their souls in the sacrament to receive abundant graces so that they too can participate in the joy and the strength that God wants to give them. Our Lady is our refuge and our strength and she can be the refuge and strength of so many young souls also. The word refuge comes from the Latin fugere to flee from something or someone to seek refuge entails escaping from the cold, the dark of night, or the approaching storm, to warmth, to light, and to shelter. In our refuge we find security in the midst of tumult, and defence from our enemies. When we call on Our Lady, we find in her our best means of protection against every temptation, especially temptations to discouragement are the threat of loneliness. In the way, we're told, from the moment we begin to pray to her, we see that our temptations vanish and we recover the peace and optimism we have lost. In the face of more pressing difficulties, We seek refuge from the very first moment in the shelter of Our Lady's cloak. All the sins of your life seem to be rising up against you. Don't give up hope. On the contrary, call on your Holy Mother Mary with the faith and abandonment of a child. She will bring peace to your soul. There may be many souls around us as we approach this feast day and as we approach Christmas <coughs> we're very much in need of a new peace Saint Bernard says we will always find refuge and protection with our Blessed Mother she takes away our fears enkindles kindles our faith strengthens our hope and encourages us when we are beset by our weaknesses we may be like little children we're starting to walk. We take a few steps and then they collapse. Then they see their father or their mother on the other side of the room with their arms open. and They get up again and make a, another effort. To stumble into their arms. So they take their first steps. Well, spiritually speaking, our spiritual growth, growth may be similar. We take a few steps and then we collapse. and We take a few more steps and then we collapse that our mother, the refuge of sinners, is waiting for us all the time to give us the embrace of our arms. And since we have an active appreciation of her motherly protection, we can seek refuge with her and implore the pardon of God through her intercession. Also, every time we go to confession, we can say we're sorry for these sins and for all the sins of my past life even those that have been forgiven. And in that way, we renew our sorrow for all the things we may have done, thoughts, words, actions, and omissions. It may be that the greatest sins of our life have been the things that we failed to do, things that maybe God was expecting of us, but through our laziness or carelessness or neglect, we left those things undone. And possibly all the fruits that had to come from those things. Contemplating our spiritual beauty, we can renew our effort to free ourselves from the hold of sin, keep our eyes on this most beautiful creature that God ever created. And meditating on our words and example, we'll hasten to fulfill the commandments of our Son. In the preface of the Mass of Our Lady, Mother of Reconciliation, we pray, O Mother of Mine, refuge of sinners, teach us all to recognize our sinfulness and our constant need for repentance. Bring us quickly back to the side of your Son when we stray from the path, so that there we may find our true place of rest. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me during this meditation. I ask your help to put them into practice. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.